Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert, and I am here today with my very, very smart, very intelligent, and skilled co-host, Dr. Millicent Ravello. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. How are you? I'm good. I'm feeling uh, like traveling a little bit today. Oh, where are we going to go? We're going to go to TJ. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Having flashbacks to my college days. Tijuana. (laughs) Hop on the border to TJ. (laughs) That's right. Got to talk a little bit about TJ. Now, I like TJ. TJ is great. It's unique. TJ's good. It has some good places to eat. There are some good places to drink. There are some great places to dance. That's not what we're talking about today. No, we're talking about a, a, a... travel plastic surgery phenomenon that goes on in Los Angeles. This is not something that happens in Manhattan or in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, or in maybe it happens in Dallas. You know, it. I will stop you there because maybe not to TJ, to Tijuana, no. but to other countries. So I think See, a lot of the people on the East Coast will go to places like Dominican Republic. Yes. Um, or other places in Mexico, Colombia. Um, lots of places are known for their plastic surgery tourism, if you will. Discount, which is and, the big issue. And there's a discount. There's a reason people want to go The reason there. people go. So sort of let's, let's break down the, the good, the bad, and the ugly of plastic surgery tourism. Right. And the thing is, is that TJ is definitely known for it because it is so inexpensive to get plastic surgery there. It's very inexpensive. That's the big draw of it. For Actually, for all of these places, the draw is how cheap it is. Because if you look in the United States, you can find a skilled plastic surgeon to do what you're looking for, more or less. So the issue is not looking for a different kind of surgeon or more skilled surgeon outside of the United States. It's that it's cheaper and it's substantially Like crazy cheaper. cheap. So the appeal is definitely there. Um, and that's, that's why people go. I mean, I have seen several patients for consults for liposuction, for Brazilian butt lifts, for breast augs, for whatever, only to find out a few months later that they end up going to Tijuana for their surgery. Some with good results, some with not so good results. Right. And the surgeons there are not the ones that are the issue. It's just the fact that it is very different. Uh, And travel plastic surgery is hard, period. Period, no matter how much money you've paid for it. So the so here's the what I always tell people who are considering traveling, especially to some of these third world countries for plastic surgery. There are some excellent plastic surgeons in Mexico, in Colombia, in Brazil. Hands amazing. down, no doubt, amazing plastic surgeons. There are also surgeons who are not so amazing, and they are not as regulated there as they are here. Although hearing stories from here, sometimes I wonder how regulated we are. (laughs) But theoretically, we are regulated. Um, And they just don't have that. And if you are not from the area, if you don't speak the language, if you're not familiar with the territory, you don't necessarily know how to distinguish between a legit excellent plastic surgeon and a fly-by-night, you know, plastic surgeon. Well, and it's not even that. It's just that they don't have uh, they don't have any governing body overlooking what they're doing. Their autoclaves aren't checked. 
sterility is not yes. necessarily an issue. There, there are things that that we take for granted here that are regulatory part standards. The, They're uh, just part of what we do. They are the standards, and that's the thing because you can go and have your excellent plastic surgery. Um, or maybe not so excellent plastic surgery. And you may have a perfectly fine result. You may have a great result. You may do very well. The problem is if you don't. Right. You, that's, as I always say, you'll find out how good of a plastic surgeon I am if you should have a problem. I yes. say, I'm going to do a great job. And if things don't go well for whatever reason, you're going to find out just how good I am because I'm going to take care of that issue. I'm going to make sure yes. it gets done. Yes, yes. The problem in a place like Tijuana is not that their surgeons have any less of a conscience or whatever. It's just they're just not held to a standard that we are. They don't. They're, you don't have a uh, a way to get to a hospital necessarily if there's a problem. You don't have insurance for that if you have a problem. You don't have the things that you take for granted in the United States at your beck and call. That's all like someplace else when you are outside of this country. It's not there. So the what I most commonly see, it's unusual, I would say, to have a bad catastrophic complication during your surgery or even in the few days after surgery. The problems sure. you're going to have are going to be once you've come back Correct. from your surgery. So now you're a week post-op and you don't have any follow-up scheduled with your surgeon, or even if you do, it's hard to get down there because you have to travel and you can't get a hold of them. That's right. And now you have a problem because you know what? Problems happen after any surgery, regardless of where you are, regardless of who's doing it. Complications are inherent in surgery. I think we see more complications from places like Mexico, Dominican Republic, because like you said, things aren't as sterile. They don't have the same kind of standards as we do. So we, I think there are some more complications that may happen. But regardless, you have a complication. Now you're back home. What do you do? Well, I think we see them because that's what winds up in because our clinics. Because that's what we see. Because <laughs> you know, they they have I, no place else to go. Because when I'm on call at Cedar sinai I'm the person who gets called when someone comes in from TJ with an infection of their butt implants or the silicone coming out of their butt that was injected or the implants that are falling out of their breasts or the seroma from their liposuction. I mean, it's like clockwork. If you're on call on Cedar sinai on the weekend, you know, <laughs> one out of every five call weekends, you're going to get a disaster or a complication from uh, plastic surgery done in Tijuana. Yeah. I mean, it, well, they have no place else to go, so and they're going to go to the emergency room. Right. And they have to be taken care of, like, for sure. Yeah. But the problem is, even if they have medical insurance, their medical insurance might not cover these complications. Right. You know, that's the big problem. And now they're stuck with a $30,000 medical bill because they tried to save $3,000 Going to Mexico. Well, I think you'd save a lot more. I mean, I was hearing some prices, you know, where, you know, a breast augmentation is 3000 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can get a tummy tuck done for $5,000 or less. Right. I mean, those are really inexpensive. Like, we can't walk into the operating room in Beverly Hills and do anything for less than $5,000. I mean, yeah. it's just, that's just how it is. Like, I mean, it's the, the cost of running a, you know, inspected... Uh, certified operating room are just high. Yeah, it ain't cheap. And so, if you go to a place where, you know, like 
the operating room might be clean. Maybe they clean every three days. Like, it doesn't matter because nobody's know. checking. You don't know. You know, there's nothing. Like, when was the last time you did a spore test on your on your autoclave? The what's a spore test? Yeah. You know, they they have an autoclave, I'm sure, but they don't know if it's working properly. And if you right. get some, you know, uh, Mycobacterium marinum infection from the the stuff that's growing at the bottom of the autoclave, gross. like I mean, it's gross, and so, then it's all over your liposuction yeah. cannulas, and now it's in you. And that's the, that is the problem. The so an autoclave is a sterilization machine. It's what we put our surgical instruments in, put up to high heat, and you sterilize and kill anything that could be high growing on them. High heat and steam, and it's especially important in the liposuction cannulas, which are very long and. Thin Thin, so they have the I mean, think of a straw that you ca- you can't wash the inside of a straw very well. That's basically what these liposuction cannulas are. So you need them to be autoclaved very well, separate from anything else. So you can't put this with your endoscopic scope that you just did a colonoscopy with, which I've heard has happened <laughs> at other centers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like these are things that have to be treated very very well, and if not. You can potentially introduce infection into the next patient you put that cannula into. So that, I mean, these are the kind of problems that we see. And frequently Mm. the problems that I see are infection related. Of course. Of course they are. And, you know, it's not that traveling in the United States is easy. It's not. Um, But, you know, we typically have connections when I have all these revision rhinoplasty patients and facelift patients coming from around the country. I have a friend in the city that these patients have come from that if there is a complication, say, oh, you can go see so-and-so. They'll help you out. You know, and I call my buddy. Oh, Oh, sure, Jay, I'll take a look. You know, the problem is you can't get a hold of your surgeon you know, in the other countries half the time. I mean, they, they don't, they're not used to being service oriented like we are. They just, they they just aren't. And it's, it's fine for them to do it the way that they do it because that's how they do it. The way that we do it is different. Right. Not better or worse. Just, just different. Um, And so my suggestion, if this is something that you're strongly considering, because it is going to happen, you know, and, and there probably are ways that it can be done safely. My suggestion is if there's something you really want to do and you really want to save the money, then if you know someone who lives in that city and knows the lay of the land, knows the culture of the plastic surgery people, have natives who live there, who have had surgery by those plastic surgeons, that's really where you're going to get the best results. You have family, your friends who live in Mexico, who live in TJ, who can say, oh, hey, this guy's legit, or this guy is not, or we've heard great things about this one, not about this one. That's probably the best, rather than trying to go online and look at reviews and, you know, all of that can be so fabricated so easily. I mean, you can't just pick someone from an online, you know, review place or website in these these, foreign countries because you don't know how legit that is. And if you don't know anybody on the ground who can give you legit information, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. 100%. 100%. So, yeah, I mean, the... The prices that you would pay are very attractive. I mean, if you can get, you know, but here's the thing. Let, let, let's be honest. Like you, you're, you're not thinking about plastic surgery correctly if you're shopping for a deal. Now, there may be budgetary restrictions and you're just like, well, I want to get this, but this is all I got to spend. Fine. Then you are stuck with your budgetary restrictions. But if you can muster the extra funds to get something done by you a known expert somebody that knows that they can knock it out of the park for you mm-hmm. you're better off because you're going to stack the cards in your favor if you're if you're having 
something done that's you know high level like a rhinoplasty you know and they say oh no problem i do 10 a day i do them 20 minutes each and they only cost three thousand bucks well (laughs) please do the math like do the math on that like think it through it takes me and i'm pretty good at rhinoplasty but it takes me two and a half hours to do like a a primary rhinoplasty sometimes i get them done in two or a little bit under but like i've got a lot of stuff i like doing there yeah takes me some time yeah and you're you're, you know you're one of the fastest in terms of Someone who's done it the longest and really knows what you're doing. So, yeah. But the 20 minute rhinoplasty, I can do a 20 minute rhinoplasty. I I have that in my quiver. I have the the 20 minute rhinoplasty right here. I'm going to pull it out and I'm going to show you what it is because all it is is you shave down the hump, you break the bones to bring them in closer, and then you trim the cartilage in the nose, and you are out in 20 minutes. And that's a rhinoplasty. It's not what I no, do. No, thank you. No, you're going to no, pass. No, no, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that 20 minute rhinoplasty. So you got to like do the math on this stuff. And it's, it's hard because people get enamored with the idea of saying, you know, it's like saying, well, let's go to, you know, let's go to a, let's go to a, the Super Bowl. Well, you can go to the Super Bowl and sit out in the parking lot and like watch TV and the Super Bowl is going on inside, or you can get tickets on the 50 yard line and be, you know, right there watching the game. Those are two different ways to experience a Super right. Bowl. And at two different two different price points. And that's right. Two different yeah. price points. But they're both going to the Super Bowl. They're both Bowl. going to the Super Bowl. So plastic surgery comes in the same way. There's a rhinoplasty and then there's a rhinoplasty and then there's a rhinoplasty. And you can pay lots of different prices and get lots of different operations, but they all get called rhinoplasty. Right. So I think that the the take home is just to really think about what you're doing. Um, and, and who's doing and it? Who's doing it? Make sure you've really done your research. That you have firsthand knowledge, people, you know, endorsing or referencing whoever you're going to, um, and that you really understand the risks that you're taking. You know, that's really the, the most important thing. Understand the risk. If it goes great, great. Great. If it doesn't, it's a it's a big problem. I think what I want, would like to do is offer rhinoplasty at the Super Bowl. I think that's <laughs> that's probably my next move. I think. Get your <laughs> rhinoplasty. Like to have your rhinoplasty. Get your rhinoplasty. Right, like I'll walk up and down the aisles. You know, and when I'm, hey, you want the twenty minute rhinoplasty, the two and a half hour. You know, you just see who's see who's in. You might get some takers. I think so. Well. For those of you who are considering the the TJ experience or, you know, whatever, use your, your favorite. I mean, I'm sure there's like a version of this in like Europe, right? Yeah, I'm sure there, there is. There has to be like the people go. in France are like, yeah. oh, you know, he's going to, you know, Tunisia yeah. to get a, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, who knows. But, you know, it's like I'm sure there are great, you know, plastic surgeons in all these places. But again, it's the standard that they're held to that's very different. And what do you do about complications? So that's it. Well, coming to you from the 90210, <laughs> we are going to sign off tonight, not from Tijuana, correct? Correct. All right. That's later. This is the Beverly Hills Plastic <laughs> Surgery Pod Cod. I'm hungry, I You're think. drunk already. No, I really just want some cod. <laughs> I was thinking about black cod earlier. I think. Mm-hmm. This is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. <laughs> The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is MediSpa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, 
and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-640-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty and if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform it's the way to maintain those operations if you mention this podcast you will get the members pricing for your hydrofacial the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery but there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com, and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.